As you have spoken, so shall it be. Shall we take our seats for a few minutes, please? I'm so glad. When I say about you, so glad with you all, for you all of the above. All of the above. This is the first Sunday in the month of April. Now, first Sunday in Christ with Tabernacle globally is Apostle Sunday. And you all need to know very, very vividly the covenant God has given to this house. Because in the future, some of you will be pastoring churches across the globe. So, first Sunday of every month, CFT globally, I address them and they hear from me. And the reason is because while the vision I feel alive, it is very necessary for everyone that God calls into the vision to hear from the horse's mouth the template that God has given for this house to run. They would have heard it from their local pastors, how I was called, how Jesus walked into my room and spoke to me mouth to mouth, what the Lord Jesus told me before this church was born. They would have shared with them all my encounters of going to heaven, how the Lord had taken me to heaven more than 14 times. How the Lord has revealed to me about nations, about rulers, about authorities. And how the Lord Jesus told me that the uniqueness of Christ's tabernacle on earth is to build a church like the book of Acts. Where everyone begins from conversion, accepting Jesus, are raised to be empowered so that the things you have seen God do through me, in the area of blinds receiving their sight, lame walking, lumps vanishing from human bodies, signs and wonders, you know, in the sky, in my meetings, you also can manifest the same thing. That's the purpose of Christ with Tabernacle. They will have heard from them that God raised this church to reveal to everyone that is come that comes into this house. Their destiny in two dimensions. Because the Bible says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Now they will have been training and teaching their members how much is in them that we have an obligation as a church to reveal and to manifest. Now when they now hear on first Sunday from my mouth too, it confirms what they have said to them. And it wakens up the man inside many to run with the vision in their parishes. And of course, some of the times they play my tapes, people have been healed listening to the tape. Miracles have taken place, people have been saved. So therefore, first Sunday is Apostles Sunday. We remind ourselves of our roots and our purpose so that we will check our race every month. But you see here, <clears throat> I'm with you. 
physically. Now, what God put in my heart is this. Oh, that man will praise the Lord for the wonderful works he has done to the children of men. He had broken the gates of brass and cut through the bars of iron. The Lord told me to sit you down and ask you to appraise your life from January to March ending. Because it's usual here that every quarter you remember I will do that to you. The request you set before God, the aims and ambitions you have this year, the vision that you have for yourself this year, the target you set for yourself this year, and then check what God has done. When I check what God has done for Christ with Tabernacle for the first quarter, I said it to you yesterday, I found out God has gone beyond what we set out. In this quarter, we, begin our, we began our year from Greece, the minister's conference in Greece. And that minister's conference was attended by Greek ministers, you know, Greek white ministers, Asian ministers, and also was attended by African ministers. The uniqueness of it was that the minister said, some of us don't meet. It's the first time, one of them said, in 23 years, that myself and my brother share the same home to hear the word of God. God broke the barrier down. They have the, con- the conglomerates of the whites who meet, have their fellowship. They have the Asians too who have their fellowship. They have some series of black factions that have their fellowship. But for the first time, all of them came together. Now, they have decided that we should do, we should come back in June. You know, God spoke about June in the meeting, but they have decided that that June they will take care. But for the June, they said they want us to hold it in the stadium in Athens. Now, there is a a lot of uh, discussion around that now. They have gone ahead and booked it. And they said, we do not want ministers only. We want all churches, all our members to come and be empowered. That is a success. We moved into Lagos and we had Agege for Jesus, which is our last crucifix. God did, as, I mean, He did amazing miracles. But the miracle that gladdens my heart most is the fundamentalist Muslim who got saved. Because Agege in Lagos is said to be 95% Muslims. While we were in the stadium, Ministering, we were hearing the Allah Akubar at the left, at the right, you know, at the front and the back, being bombarded. But in the midst of it, Jesus prevailed. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. When I gave altar on the first day, running in the front was a, a Muslim who brought one of the members into crusades. And during the time they were coming for the crusades, he was telling the member that, where are you going? He said, I'm going to stay there for crusade. He said, crusade? He said, you are going to this crusade, but all of them are liars. And he said to a member that, look, all of them are looking for money. He said, all the churches in Nigeria are now enterprise. He said, they are looking for God. They thought they would find it in church. But all churches have become businessmen. 
And that I remember decided not to answer. Because experience is the best teacher. So when they came in, the man sat in his car. And he was hearing the message. But that day I was speaking on that man, Jesus. And when I spoke about a miracle Jesus did in the Bible, I would talk about what he did here. The same miracle in this house. When I talk about Jesus did this miracle at this time, I will show where God did it in this house. When I gave altar call, the man was in the front, accepting Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He came the first day. Second day, another Muslim came. He gave his request. A good number of them did each day. One of them wrote a, a, a testimony. He said that he used to hear the voice of God long ago. He said, but he stopped hearing and seeing vision. He said, he said, I stopped seeing when I went into sin. He came to the stadium to do sports. He said, but what I was passing, the man of God was saying, tonight, those of you who have lost your sight of vision, God will restore it. I'm sure, brother, you remember. Yes. He said, God will restore it. And I began to make, you know, you know, prophetic utterances. He said, to my amazement, as I was standing, I stopped. And I said, God, this is me. Please restore my vision. And he went into an open vision. And the guy screamed. You know, the mercy of Jesus, how deep it is. And we saw many, many miracles. And God restoring people. This brother, brother, what is his name again? Eh? Razak came into the church and the protocol of the church was broken for the first day. After preaching, he just said, can I say something? <laughs> Hallelujah. And we will see the video shortly, Pastor that question us the video. <laughs> and the man came out and out of great excitement and also, you know, regret, he began to exclaim how happy he was as a committed Muslim former to know who Jesus Christ is and to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He said that he wished he had been told this before. There are many people looking for Jesus, but some churches have shut the doors against them by their wrong doctrines. Some Christians, their life have shut the door against others from entering the kingdom. You have a destiny in Christ's tabernacle, and that I'm going to center on in a few minutes. It has to be fulfilled. You will not disgrace God. <laughs> not in this season. So therefore, we have seen the hand of God as in the Bible time. Now, I remind you this, and I want to extend my gratitude to you. The man said, in our crusade, we did not collect offering. He thought we were joking. Second day, he came to the meeting. God healed people. People were saved. No offering was mentioned. He said, he said, no, 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 no. This, this, are these the same Christians that we know in Nigeria? He said, the third day he came. And after God had manifested so much, no offering. He said, no, this is where God is. Because Jesus said to me one day, have you ever heard or read in the Bible when I did a meeting outdoor 
and I collected an offering. And he said, go do the same. And from that day, all our meetings that we do in various nations, the crusade we did in Cameroon again and again, the crusade we did in Nigeria, no offering is collected. Who funded it? It is us in this house. We clothed the naked. We fed the hungry. And you'll be going with me from the medical team next year when we hit Nigeria seriously. We will go with the whole of arsenal of our medical team where for one week your medicals will be taking care of people, people who have cataracts. We will get our ambulance and our armored vehicle like the one that the Cancer Research Bureau brought in where we will treat people for one week. We will clothe them. We will give them food. We will preach the kingdom. We will cast out devils from those who are possessed and we will get their lame walking on the streets of Nigeria with no offering. Because Jesus says, freely you receive, freely give. This is Apostle Sunday. Unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I testify not about Jesus, I was told. Yes, I was told about him. I testify not about the Jesus that I read in me, though I read about him. But I can say among mortal men, I testify about the one who appeared unto me, as in the scriptures. Of whom you are evidences of the things he has said. Can I say this to you? And what I'm saying holds. The Lord has told you in this house, 2004, that a famine is coming in Britain. And for, from 2004 to 2017, I prepared you for the journey. There are a good number of people at 2004 who did not have any certificate. But I got you guys into careers. There are people from 2004 who felt that they are not useful. They are old. They can't do anything better. But today, they are senior people in medical practice. Began their nursing, finished their nursing, did masters in their nursing. Now they are midwives, they are matrons and all stuff like that. There are people who are in the field of engineering, several lawyers who have been born in this house. Okay? Now, listen to me. And people who are in businesses, people who didn't go to business, went into businesses, established, and God has blessed and established your business in this country. Now, I come to announce to you, I've told you that I'm going to talk to you more about Brexit and the effect of Brexit. I have informed you last year, when I did my first publication on Brexit and its effect on Europe and on, on England and on the global economy. I've told you what is happening now. Do you remember? That these things will be happening on your commodities and all the areas going to affect you. And I've prepared you to mitigate since last year and get ready. But let me say this. Remember God said to us also, in the days of that famine, my people will enjoy plenty. This is the time of your plenty, Christ your tabernacle. It is the time of your plenty. People will lose their jobs, yes. They've started losing their jobs, yes. But you are on the increase. That's why I love that song you sang. He lift me up. May God bless the choir forever. <laughs> in this house, none will lose any job. You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> wow. Some of you have acquired knowledge that you think that, why is Apostle telling me I acquired this? It pushed me to do another one. It is a time to draw your sword. It will be needed. 
as the rock the boat is rocking all right and the weight of the boat has to be lightened as some have to be thrown aboard there will be space above for you to rise that is the will of god in christ nobody serves god faithfully and and regrets all what i've been teaching you get ready really by the way if anybody is in the field of engineering or maybe you did um, project management engineering project management there's a job within for you 650 pounds a day see brother timmy if you are also an engineer and you're looking for a job see him there are three vacancies available for you if you don't know brother timmy as is in the choir as at the reception in this house you will have plenty in this house when business are closing down you are buying them over (laughs) in this house you will be called to advise the government of great britain already we are involved in advising the government of america so britain will be an issue listen therefore why am i saying this to you this is apostle sunday all right teach me how to number my days that i may set my mind on the path of knowledge you must account for your first quarter of the year if there are things that you should have done which you haven't done don't regret it this is second quarter make sure that you do double work are we in agreement remember i told the philosophy of living by the scripture a day that you miss has been closed down you can never do anything for that day anymore because it has gone into the books of closing but what you left undone yesterday you can still do it today but it will be recorded for today which means that you will do today's job together with what god ordains for today so people who postpone their doors that you will not you by ignorance or laziness or influence that is not necessary all this chat 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 all over the whole place that satan institute to just waste human life and brain and volumes if you get involved with it previous days and you there are things that you should have done constructively to your life which you did not do okay the fact is that if you carry it over today it means now that you have to do the double energy input today because what you should have done yesterday can never be redone the 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 book of yesterday has been closed by god but today you can recognize that if you did not do some things you set out to do from january to march and you engage yourself in many things that you know look attractive but they are set up to waste your life and time you and i can make a decision that this new quarter we will recover and you will recover i tell you aha i think i need to draw you to the scriptures now your age is not barrier to your destiny kentucky fried chicken i was told he was a lawyer and he was struck off book at the age of 65 and then the man said what can i do and the vision of kentucky chicken came to his head at 65 he started he became a multimillionaire by the visions of heaven till today you have his kentucky 
Mr. Boots, William Boots, was a child of God like you and I. Who will carry his drugs in some bags and he will stand in UK, London here to sell his drugs. And in the afternoon he will preach the word in the same place on the streets. Let me say something to you. Today you have boot chemists in several places in the world. God blessed the work. He established the chemist and it became a national name, a PLC today. I told you about a man who was looking for a job and that man was speaking with one of my sons who is also a research fellow in civil engineering and he mentioned that he, he, he worked with a company before and that research fellow said, what is the name of the company? And he mentioned, he said, what? He said, this is the biggest infrastructural company in the whole world. He said it was started in a garage by a pensioner. A man retired in civil engineering practice. And he felt, what can I do with my old age? His wife said, why don't you start a little practice in your garage? So he started an infrastructural practice in his garage. And today it is the biggest infrastructural company in the whole world. There is something heaven had put inside you. You will manifest it before death. So age is no barrier. Age is no barrier. Can I say something to you therefore? Look at the book of John. Chapter 15 verse 16. Let me help you for 15 minutes to ride. Many things I will say for those of you watching me live all over the world. Right now. Many things I will say or some things I will say may not, you may not understand it like that before. But my intention in this meeting is to help you know the truth, which, in which there is freedom. To those of you who are in this house, some of those things I will say you remember I've been telling you. Let's say this together. The destiny of the saint of God. It says in that scripture, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. And I want to be mindful of the words when I teach you the Bible. I always help you understand that you must understand the letters of the word for you to understand the knowledge of the word. And if we look at these scriptures in letter, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. There's a comma there, but it says, But I chose you. And then it says, And. Appointed you. The first part of it says that your salvation is not because you decided. Jesus beamed the light into your heart to illuminate your mind that He is the Lord. The people outside now, He had not beamed the light to them, so they could not decide for the Lord. And when the light was beamed to your, your mind, you recognize that you have sinned and you are a sinner. And then you choose to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Now, in this operation, the Lord made it like you are the one who decided to come. Isn't it? But is that not the same way he does with all agenda of destiny and success? 
He will allow man his part to play, but he is the one behind the ball. So, number one, therefore, Jesus chose you among many. You know, Jesus came to the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, and there are many sick people there. He went to only one, and that one was healed. When Jesus chose you, he passed many people, but he chose you. Celebrate it. You are the chosen of the Lord by the Lord for the Lord. I love it. <laughs> wow! I love it. Now listen to me, therefore. The chosen of the Lord can never be overcome by anything. The chosen of the Lord can never be sabotaged by the devil. The chosen of the Lord cannot be hindered by witches or wizards or Lucifer or name it. For when a man is in Christ Jesus, is what? A new creature or creation. It says all things are passed away or the old has gone. All things have become new. And then he went for the next verse and said, all these is from God. Who reconciled us to himself. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I'm reading. He went for that and said, that know ye not that ye are ambassadors of Christ, not Pope, not Bishop, not Archbishop, like myself. You, who have been chosen by the hand of the maker of heaven and earth, if anybody believes contrary, then he does not understand the letters of the word. I would get an now. Every one of you who came from Africa, or you came from Caribbean, or you came from Asia and all stuff like that. Alright? Into England. Okay? Whether you were born here, you came from somewhere. If you are a black person. Correct? They may carry you, your parents may carry you in their body when they are coming, they conceive you here. You came from where they came. Am I saying something? Now let me, I want to help, I want to help understand the philosophy here. Alright. Now, but now you are a British citizen. Alright. You are a British citizen. You have the Queen's passport. Can the police in your father's country say that your grandfather owed their government some money? And because of that, we are arresting you in England to come and face the panel, the law court of Nigeria, because your grandfather was a convict and he stole money, and so you pay for it. Somebody tell me, is that possible? Why is it not possible? Number one is the issue of jurisdiction in law. Number two is the issue of citizenship. If you travel to that country with your British passport, and when you got to the immigration, the immigration says, I was telling him, says Alfred Williams, so we are looking for one Alfred Williams, you must be the one they arrested you. Who will answer the British consular? Listen to me. The British consular will answer. Because you are not of that country. You have been disconnected from that country. From the very moment you receive the citizenship of Great Britain, 
If anybody, anything happened and you are in that country, okay, what do you do? Instruction is you run to the embassy. When you enter British Embassy in any foreign country, you are in UK. By the principle of international territory and governance as well. Which means, even if a police is running after you in that country and you run into the British Embassy, that police, God forgive him. Really, if you're an American, if you come closer, they can blow his brains out. Are you with me now? Because Americans are armed to guard their own place. God help us in England. Whatever the case may be. I mean, we are very intelligent. We don't need arms all over the whole place. And it's a good legacy. I love that. It's better not to be physically armed for the weapon of our warfare. <laughs> the Almighty through God. This is God's own country. But listen to me. A policeman is running after you. You are in a foreign country which was your old country. And then you run into British Embassy with your red passport. The British Embassy must protect you. Now, which means that whatever those th- people are over you is no greater. The law of their country does not bind you when you are in England. How can a man believe that he is in the kingdom of God and the laws of Satan is binding over him? It doesn't make you common sense. So what is all the deliverance they tell Christians to do? Stupid times stupid to the power nonsense is nonsense. Are we getting it now? Because by virtue of Second Corinthians five seventeen, if a man therefore, after all things, is in Christ Jesus, he had never existed, God says. By virtue of the book of Colossians chapter one, look, go 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 go. Chapter one verse thirteen, fourteen, and Colossians chapter two verse fourteen, thirteen, even verse fourteen, fifteen, even thirteen. And Isaiah chapter 50, 50, uh, Isaiah chapter 50, 54, verse 17. Listen to me. Can anybody bring charges against God's elect? The Bible says, God forbid. That's what God is saying, that when you are now a citizen of heaven, how can the citizen of hell tell you that the laws of hell have prevalence over you. Citizens of heaven, it's impossible. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. For therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. And he went further to say what the law was powerless to do. Alright? What the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did through His Son. The laws of sin that brings death has no jurisdiction over you when you are born again. I don't care what your grandfather used to do. Whether they are cursed in that family from your, from your own lineage, the moment you say yes to Jesus, automatically curses have ceased. That's the word of God for me. My father was a wizard priest. I'm looking for the demon that will come and accuse me. As an occultist, he killed people for sacrifice. But I give life to those who kill people. 
I have helped you understand. Because you belong to the kingdom of he who has chosen you, you can go anywhere in this world. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There is no such a thing as forbidding forest or, you know, or cut. Step your feet, all the demons must go. If you are born again. Listen, if you are born again. Many go to church, but they are not born again. When I look at the mass of church people, this in our generation, tears run my eyes. People who sit at the pews of churches every Sunday only to be lied to by an impostor who is a deceiver himself, a man who had no knowledge of God or in contact with Christ. Lying to the people, teaching them they are from one slavery of the devil, they have now come under the slavery of man. Never helping them to know who they really are in God. In a short time, the earth will shake. I told you, watch out. That's why you must know the truth. So that when you go out there, you make a distinction. What cannot be, cannot be. Air is not water. So you can't drink it. And water is not air. So you can't pour it in your nose. You cannot be in the kingdom of God and Satan have dominion over you. Impossible. Impossible. Some of you will be going with me on my trip to India. Those of you who have never been with me before, you will see how we make a mess of demonic powers. You are the one who will deal with them. Some of you went with me to Cote d'Ivoire. You saw what God did there. Some of you went with me to Nigeria, the Jebuland Crusade. You saw when they sent a, a big owl to come and kill me. And the owl entered into the cathedral. And I also decided to do as heaven has commanded. I commanded life out of the flying bird. And the bird came down. Dead. It's in the video. It's not a history. Go and Google Apostle Williams and the witchcraft bird. You will see life. Somebody from Animal Rights said to me that you kill a bird. And I told him that, well, according to law, he was so stupid to have listened to my instruction. Hmm? I commanded the bird to, to life out of him and he obeyed. So who killed it? I didn't kill it. It's my word. So if you want to prosecute, you prosecute the murderer, isn't it? My word killed it. Oh, yeah, I wasn't armed. How am I armed? How could you prove such murder or killing or... or? <laughs> mass slaughter or bird slaughter do you know what why God allowed the cameraman to film it it's because of many of you to understand that you don't need to fast for authority you don't need to do anything than to be born again that's all once he chose you he lives in you If he does not live in you, don't make a mistake to die. I would get that. What I'm explaining to you is, I chose you. Let's look at the next verse. But is a condition statement. I chose you, and is a conjunction. In other words, in the choosing is appointment. Are we together? 
Because he said before, I chose you. You didn't choose me. Then he now says, I chose you for the purpose of the appointment. In the chosen, it's accompanied appointment. Come on, does, do we have other, other scriptures to validate that? Look at quickly the book of Romans chapter 8 from verse 30. For if 30, 3, 0, and those he predestined, he also won. Excuse me, answer me now. I just came from Nigeria, I'm raw. Okay? <laughs> those he predestined, he also won. And then those he called, he also won. And those he justified, he also won. Do you notice something that is synonymous or that is parallel in all those terms? They are all past tense. It didn't say call, called. It's past tense. You already done it. It didn't say justify, but it says justified. Past tense. It didn't say glorify. It said glorified. Which means that in the calling, embedded in the calling, is the glory. Alright? It is embedded in it. It is the justification. Someone doesn't understand. Look at the next verse. It says the next verse. Come on, shall we read it together? Stop. What does that question imply? That question implies that this is beyond our understanding. This is the way you should read the Bible. Even Paul, as a jurisprudence lawyer, is <laughs> jurisprudence lawyer, and he said, "Those who have been predestined have been called. Those who have been called have been glorified." As a lawyer, I can understand. Those who have been called have been justified. So in their calling, they are not guilty. Though they were guilty before, the call made them not guilty. By the blood of the Lamb. But he was looking at these people, he was speaking to like looking at the church of God today, who are still going about looking for deliverance where there is no deliverance, instead of connecting to the vine. Like today, who who still believe that it is by? I mean, God is. A, I had somebody say on television, there is miracle money. If I said there is lottery money, there is something other money. A minister, and then he said there is miracle money. I said a foolish man, thief. They should jail him. If I was a judge, there are many ministers who be in jail. In jail. <laughs> he libelously lied <laughs> against the word of God. When you compare lottery money with God money. I mean, can you imagine Satan money and you use that to infer God? There's no miracle money. The Bible says the hand that does not work. The miracle in money is that you labor for it. You sweat. And you get it. If you obey God. Listen to me. 
That's what God says to me there. Man can understand grace. What then shall we say in response to this? If God be for us, what can be against us? The next verse is what I want to use really. Shall we read this together then? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he... Say to somebody, all things are yours. Say it again, all things are yours. You know what I'm helping you to establish? That the validity of the book of John 15, 16. It says here, if God did not spare Jesus, his only son, and he gave him to us. Come on now. What else? What else? Is money equal to Jesus? Is healing equal to Jesus? Is deliverance equal to you? What are you looking for when you have all? You have the one that can work everything out inside you. How could someone tell you that the devil can, can bind you? I will tell anybody who tell me that the devil is in you. I say he's a good devil because he will find Jesus there. It's not my business what is in me. My business is who did I give my life to? That's why Bible says in First Corinthians chapter seven that know you not, know, chapter six really, that your body is the temple of God. What's my business? Someone lied to you and they it's, you know, sometimes it gives me headache. You see some Christians, they believe those lies so much more than God. More than God. Jesus, this scripture tells me in the book of Romans, if God did not spare the most precious. He departed. The son departed from inside the father. And God had to be like that for a while. 33 good years. So that heaven is void of the son. The light bearer of heaven is in the world. Okay? It's painful to the father. But he has to let him go. And the father said, the Bible says here, If God did not spare him and he gave him to you, can't you understand? the things that are included in it. Every good thing, of course. Every good thing, of course. There's no witch that can stop you. There's no wizard that can stop you. You don't need to pray when somebody promised to destroy you. Tell him, please, go ahead. <laughs> I think the scientists say that matter is indestructible, isn't it? It only changes state, isn't it? You are more than matter. You are more matter than matter. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus said, destroy this body and I will raise him up oh, on the third day. All those nonsense. All the enemies of your house before they and die. They are all murderers who pray that prayer. Killers. Godless human beings. When all what you come to know in church... His enemy that is pursuing you. The pastor who is speaking, nobody pursue him. <laughs> that pastor has gone beyond the, bar- the barrier of pursuit. <laughs> if that be the case, that all of us join that kind of pastor now. If we, where are you, pastor? They don't pursue you. Where are you? We all stand there, so they don't pursue us. Lie upon lie upon lie. Let me say something to you. There is nothing a good company of goods can do with a lion cub than to be preserved for his meal in the future. If all goods hold conference and say that we hate this lion cub and we are going to attack him, they only need to come. Yeah, it means that the lion cub will never hunger and all the ghosts surrounded him and ambushed him. Alright? And they are moving gradually. 
gradually. You know what the mother would do? She would duck. And food is coming. Hallelujah. Food is coming. Hallelujah. The first one that made a mistake to be goatee and pounce up, he would just hum, and give it to the cub. You don't need to work for me. So are demons to you. Demons have no capacity. They have no power. The Bible says Jesus destroyed principalities and power. He, he publicly disgraced them. And you must do the same thing. He disarmed them. They can use their arm against a person not born again. Anybody. I, I want to say it on television. Look, this came to my spirit in the midnight yesterday about 3 a.m. Look. Everybody who calls himself a Christian and they lay hands on you and you manifest, you are not born again. Full stop. Those who are born again, everybody manifests the spirit that lives inside them. If the spirit of Jesus lives in a man, demon cannot live in the same place with God. If anybody says it is not so, that person is naive. Go to my uh, John. Let me finish this, John. There is something I want to show you. I chose you. There is appointment inside it. To go and bear fruits. Fruits that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Let me look at time. I see you have time. Tell somebody you will know the truth. And the truth will send you running. Let me help you understand this. You know, I feel like I can, I have the power to cut human beings into two and put the truth there. Everybody I meet on the street. Because people language without language. I am telling you, I have, let me keep this in. I have been doing research on where the money is shifting in the UK. I promise you I'll do it, isn't it? Last week I went to a city in the UK, drove there, where I understand from statistics things are going to be happening. I held meeting with some figures there. I'm going to hold my meeting with you in this month and give you those information. You know, in my former language, not English, Bagura. I believe for. <laughs> they used to say two adages. They say, Tabangunyo no do, Tanso Benuekweba. Enima you are you. If you are pounding pounded yam in the in the mot the bottom, and you are cooking in the shell of granite, somebody will be full of with that. They used to say something too. You know something? The step between riches and poverty is only one. And its name is ignorance. Where people are saying that, hey, heaven is falling on us. Hey, everything is hell. So people are saying, oh, I wish I'd never lived before. This is the right time to live. Because of a little illumination. Some of you now, you understand at a time some time ago when the boom was going to begin 
by prophetic I told you here and I told you what to, to do today those who went into those things they have access in millions of pounds in this church today today okay when the stock exchange was going to crash I stood in the presence of God before you and told you on this date the whole economy of the world will crash sell your stock on Friday before Monday didn't I come on now didn't I one of my pastors was going to close a deal thereafter of course you sold you made money God told us the month it will begin to rise and I told you one of the pastors was going to close a deal in, in you know the following month I told him don't close the deal wait for March within December and March he made 140 or 150 thousand straight away do you know something the knowledge of God is so good I mean I can't understand why a man why a man will not choose to be with Christ when he can reveal all things to you he, he will lessen he will lessen your sweat and your labor if you can let God help you he wants to help you but with him there is no deception you have to be truthful to yourself truthful to yourself what is your need that Holy Spirit don't know where do you want to go that Holy Spirit can tell you before you one day somebody among you cry to me you remember hey apostle my company the, is, is going to a uh, boss and they, they are coming to to, uh, to, to clear bellies are coming to clear my office he put in a hundred thousand at that time into a business and the business, the, the supplier refused to, to deliver. They said you have to pay 10,000 pounds more to finish your order. He had supplier. The place he would supply. He had paper. And they said they would not release the money. Company went, wait, why? Because all his income he inputs in it. Was it not on your means that God said to him, there is a village called Wickford. When you enter that village from the motorway, you will meet a roundabout. At that roundabout on the left is a bank. And it's a backless bank. Go there tomorrow, for God said He has prepared for you ten thousand to pay your debt. He had no account with Barclays Bank. Pastor David Akondi. By banking law, I've just finished one, he is not credit worthy. He went, as God said. He got to the village, saw the road. At the end of the road, roundabout, left is the bank, Barclays Bank. He went to the bank and said, yes, can I see the manager? Why they were telling him, do you have an appointment? Because he was black. And at that time, the whole area of Wickford were white. You know the look he had when he came in. And the, the, the lady at the counter said, do you have an appointment with the manager? He said, I don't. He said, then you can't see him. He said, can I see the manager? And the manager had African voice shouting. <laughs> he said, do or die. <laughs> the manager opened the door. Hello, young man. Any problem? Are you the manager, sir? He said. He said, yes. Can I see you, sir? The manager looked at him and said, okay, come. Because I told him, when you are going the following day, suit up in blue suit with good tie, white collar. Carried briefcase. <laughs> yeah, I told him. 
Don't dress like a, like, like a ragamuffin. <laughs> eh? And put all your file of that business in that briefcase. The manager coming, sat down. Yes, can I help you? You know, for the manager, one leg is on the button to the police, of course, in case. But he asked him, because God said, by open vision, God said. What do you want? He told the manager all the truth. And he showed the manager evidence of what he had paid. He showed the manager the order. And the manager said, well, I'll come to your office on Thursday. He came out of the place and said, ah, apostle, I didn't get the money. I said, who told you? God don't speak and you don't get it. When God says, I have prepared something for man, it is impossible for man not to get it. Prophetic does not make mistake. When anybody says God said and then we were, it was a mistake, it is he who said. I would get now. Of course. I said, just go and be thanking God. The man came to his office on Thursday and sat with him. On one chair and one table remaining, bailiffs had cleared everything. And the manager said, well, if I give you loan, you can't pay. He said, but I decided to give you an overdrawn facility without interest attached for six months. You know, overdrawn facility is a revolving loan. What we call revolving loan. If you take it now and you put it back, within the duration, you can take it back again. Okay? He paid. He, he, was, he, he told me that he thought that he was not on earth. Look, somebody may be listening to me on television and what I'm saying look like straight to you. The God of the Bible is the God. The evidence of it is that what you read in the Bible must happen in your t- lifetime. That's the evidence that God is God. He got the money, got out of his debt. And I can tell you many, many more. What you know. But for the people watching me to know, when this church was to start, okay, you must never forget it. CFT was not launched. In CFT, we don't launch churches, we don't launch ministry. It is God's work. I was a lance of you and a mapping scientist before Jesus appeared to me. So I know how to set up construction farm from scratch to finish because I majored also in engineering surveying. I don't know how to start church because Jesus said to me, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. We were in the fellowship on Wednesday and in an open vision, God showed me a building. All Saints Church. And he said, tell your members to meet you this Sunday. This Sunday. This is Wednesday. Sunday 2 a.m. The 2 p.m. In this building. That's where you will start the church from. I said, church, do you know your new crossroad? Oh, some said, yes, we do. Some said, oh, we don't know. Okay, you who know, tell those who don't know. You know that's a church there called Saints Church. I can see, look at it. I, I can see, I can describe it for you, but it's a big cathedral. Oh, some say, yeah, yeah, we know it. Okay. So, enough. All of you meet me there this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. Another man's property that we have not spoken to, but because God revealed and we said meet. Few days. That is it. That is the Austin's church. My member celebrated. Your mother was among them. Taking a suba. On that Sunday, 
I left on a Wednesday, looked for the place, found it on Thursday, phoned the, 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 the vicar. The vicar said, come, 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 come. When I got there, the vicar said to me, there, yes, please, you are very welcome. Um, what, do you, what is it? What can I do for you? I said, we were worshipping yesterday at the end of the service. God revealed your church to me. And he told me to tell my members that we are starting service here this Sunday at Two. You know, sometimes it's not education may be a deterrent sometimes because when you walk in faith, you must put all knowledge behind you. Yeah? Thank God I was not a lawyer at the time. I would have been very, very foolish because I would have argued with God that God is what you are saying. Is it intuitive? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know? Is, does it mean with common sense? Is it equitable? Is it conscientious? I mean, but thank God that I was an ignoramus. Whatever the case may be. The man said to me that, uh, young man, would you like tea or coffee? <laughs> I said, I want coffee. So I was drinking coffee. I never had any doubt because I can't doubt it. So when he took his coffee, I took my coffee. He said, could you tell me what you said again? <laughs> and you know, at that time, my, my English was conk. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Up to now, I try to be myself. Because England is now multinatural, multicultural, multifaceted. In a short time, we are going to scab out a place in in, in United Kingdom. We call it Abekuta Village. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The Queen accepts all of us. Indian village is there, Pakistani village is there, Arab village is there. Why wouldn't I also have a Oshogbe Mekwamu village? Wow! I leave you to go and look for your own land. Now listen to me. This is UK. And the man said to me that after telling him the vision, this is I am a Roman Catholic priest. And some of you who are Pentecostal, you always feel that oh, you are the only one who hears God. Be careful. The man got up and said to me, I believe God spoke to you. That is what shocked me. He said, normally in Anglican, you will write a letter. We will have to meet. And we meet once in a month. And we met last week, Thursday. So it's next month before we meet. And then we will now approve. We will now write you. So it's a process of three months. He said, but because I believe that the Lord Jesus revealed this to you. He said, follow me. And he took me to the church, gave me the key. and said, Sunday you meet here. I can tell you many, many more. Many, many more benefits. It is not anointing. This is it. He says... The reason why you are chosen is because there is an appointment inclusive in your chosen and the purpose and reason is for you to bear fruit. That's why I'm ending it. To bear fruit. If you look at the word fruit, it's not plural fruits. It is singular. And that tells you that it's talking about a person or a personality in whom plurality may dwell. He went and said, Your choosing have an appointment. And we know from the book of First Peter that we have appointment to godliness and to life. God's divine power has given everything we need for life 
and godliness. What you need for life is your career. What you need for godliness is your spiritual. Therefore, a Christian has two mandates. You have a mandate for the physical that provides income. And the divine power of God is available to you for that. Then you have an appointment to the spiritual, which you have prophets, pastors among you, all the nine gifts of the Spirit. But I say this to you. If God has given all this to you as a package in salvation, why is it that many Christians, they go about like powerless people? You know, poverty is a choice. Poverty is a choice. Because in every poor village, there is a rich man. And the rich man is the rich man from that same village. Who used the ground, the earth, plants, and reap, and become rich. So if in one village, somebody who did not leave the village became rich from the village, every other person who are poor in the village is choice. Now you see, when you are not born again, Satan can make you poor. And the only way he does it is by brainwashing you that you amount to nothing. But when you are born again, he doesn't have influence anymore over you. And that's what I'm telling you. Look inside you. You are worth more than what you think. Everything. None of us can ever say, I have arrived with God. Because whatever you are today is like a grain of sand. In wealth, in fame, there is always people who are wealthier and people who are more famous. In intelligence, there are people who will, who will talk to you in your area of field and they will make you a fool. And they still exist on earth. So a believer for anything that you are, whether you are educated or you are successful in business or you raise three dead bodies from the crematorium, let me say something to you. Don't let it get into your head. Because it's insignificant compared with the height that is still available to you. You must have this understanding in your heart. And you must know this, nothing can hinder you but you. So he says, I pointed you. Give me two characters and then we will close. There's somebody else that God spoke about being appointed, and that is Jeremiah chapter 1. If you run through that very quickly from verse 1, and I want to show you a lesson in it, and also in Isaiah, and then we end up with Jesus. It says in Jeremiah 1, before I formed you, verse 5, in the womb I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as what? Prophet. But the boy was 17 when God was speaking to him. All his life, he was afraid of Israel. That is, a heart contrary to his destiny. But when God spoke to him here, that was the beginning of fulfillment of destiny. There is something inside you that God has assigned and ordained for this generation. Really, I see Christ with Tabernacle as a solution of this Brexit. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. When we hold a meeting, the meeting I'm call, I'll be calling for you, with you, I will ask every professional to give me a write-up on in their profession studies how their profession have analyzed the effect of Brexit, and then I will sit over it, and we will moderate it, and then we will now look into the connotation of law. Uh, before the decision of um, the parliament, I was in a meeting with uh, Elder Yai just a day before. 
you know, it was announced on, on Wednesday or so. And he was asking me that what is going to happen to all the laws in England that are European law? But straightforward, what we call prima facie in law. Every law student should know this. That those laws, laws are binding even when we leave European Union law, unless repealed. That is straightforward. And I told him that there will be a repeal. But there will be a repeal of the Community Act, okay, which takes us away from the control of the ECJ. But all the laws that we have already accepted into our, you know, uh, uh, laws, they remain. And the government cannot just cancel those laws because people have enjoyed the rights of those laws and have become what they call in law a cause of action. So, for the government to say we repeal this or we want to take these laws away, we will sue the government and we will win. Because it has become our rights we have enjoyed for a while. So, what will the government do now looking at 19,000, you know, laws, regulations and, and uh, you know, directives? Then they will now have to begin to look at each law. And we have a process in parliament to repeal one law. So it's going to be for donkey years. I would get that. So we will meet together and you will tell me you are banker, how it's going to affect banking. You are engineer, how it's going to affect engineering. You are architect, you are accountant. You, those of you who work in um, at the Ministry of Finance, you know, Home Office, we talk together, immigration and stuff. And then we will make a presentation to the Prime Minister. That's what this church wants to do. Because we have brexited, no problem. I voted to remain, but we are all left. So now that we are left in the wilderness, where is the way? A Moses, <laughs> a Moses must arise, and that is the church of God, I believe. This is the time that the government will recognize that we have brains in the church. We are not just garbages. And the only way we can do it is what I'm telling you. We will do that this April. We agree? So we put all our results together and then you guys will go and I will, I will get, make the way for you. We, we, we can easily see uh, a prime minister and the law laws and stuff. I will give them representation as a church. Haven't observed and we'll all put our titles there so that they know that we are hot-headed. This is not Bible. This is knowledge. But solutions come from Bible. I will get it now. Yes, there is way out. This man, 17 year old, discovered destiny. All you teenagers, you can. Discover destiny. At the age of 17. I spoke to you about um, Uzziah on Friday. At the age of 16, he became a king. If you read this scripture from verse 1, don't go there. It talks about the time of Josiah. He became king at the age of 8. So for me, that's why I said that all the children that are older than 8 should not go to children's Sunday school. The adults. Really, I'm going to, next week, I'm going to enlist those children into departments. From the age of 8, they belong to departments. So that they grow in it. Those of them who are playing violin and all those things, they will be playing with you choir. Yes, as you are singing, they will all stand behind you. Let them play anything. Yes, just just play anything. They will never become perfect. I would get that now. So, to be a teenager doesn't mean to be stupid. To be a young person doesn't mean to be useless. 
Jesus appeared to me first time at the age of nine. Okay? Are we together now? Having said that, look at the next thing in this scripture. How did he operate the destiny? Now he discovered destiny, verse 6. Verse 6 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am not, I am only but a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. You must go. Your destiny is in you from birth. When you get born again, then you now have the power to release it without any power hindering you. Don't say you are a child. He said you must go. He didn't say you may go. You must go to everyone I send you. I send you to. And say whatever I command you. I love that. Look at the next verse. Do not be afraid of them. For what? I am with you and will rescue you, declares who? Who the Lord. Look at the next verse. Then the Lord reached out his hand and did what? Touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put what? My word in your mouth. Look at when God put his word in his mouth, what happened next? Then the Lord, see, today, no, 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 go back to nine. Okay? Put your mouth in the mouth, then ten. It says, see, today, your eyes must open by the word. I appoint you what? Over what? Nation. A boy of 17. A boy of 17. I want to see 17 here become counselors in this world, in boroughs. I want to see 17 here, you know, vouch for mayorship of the borough. Take over the parliament. Those of you who have gone through Oxford and Cambridge, go there and, and, and do politics. I will campaign for you from my television program and they will vote you. Don't be afraid. Don't say I'm a black, I'm a green. You are not black. You are a Christian. I'm young. You are not young. It says, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, to overflow, overthrow, to build and to plant. I love the next one. It says, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see? After God put his word in his mouth. Did you see what happened? Jeremiah. And Jeremiah answered, I see the branch. You cannot see destiny if you don't eat the word of God. This is what kills many Christians. You cannot see. You can imagine. But you cannot see. Neither can you enter into what you do not see. Many people are sitting in pews of churches who have a high destiny and it seems they are nothing. Because they can't see. You cannot possess what you don't see. And the only way you can see is by the word of God. It's by the word of God. Isaiah 6. Are you writing down? Because next Sunday we'll look at Jeremiah exposition. We'll look at Isaiah the following Sunday. Isaiah 6. In the year Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne high and exalted, and the trails of his robes filled the temple. Look at the next verse. It says, Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. I love this next one. 
And they were calling to one another, what? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of your glory. The next verse, please. And the sound of their voices, the droppers and the treasure shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. The next one. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Next verse says, Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongue of the altar. Yes, with it, what did he do? He touched my mouth, just like Jeremiah. Something about your mouth is the gateway to your destiny fulfillment. Your mouth. Look at what it says here. It says your guilt are taken away. Your guilt can hinder fulfillment of destiny. Because after he had done that, the next verse says, shall we read together? Then I heard. You can't hear the voice of destiny unless you take away sins from your life and you control your mouth. You know, on Friday I showed you about Uzziah. He was mightily raised by God because he listened to his spiritual father. 7 Chronicles 26. And when he became mighty, he became proud. And he thought he's equal with his spiritual leader. And God relegated and he became leopard. That's happening to Christians all over the whole world. Lack of knowledge. It's because you do not have the word of God. That is the reason why you struggle. Knowledge of the word changes life. Knowledge of the word is not just having the knowledge of the history. That is the manifestation. And this is where Jesus ended it by saying, in that same chapter 15 verse 1. That's where we're going to hang up today. It says in that John 15 1. Okay. We've seen Jeremiah. God put the word in his mouth. Now, Isaiah, an angel came and put the same fire in his mouth. Yes. And then both of them could see destiny, they could fulfill destiny, they could know the word. He says, I'm the true vine, and my father is what? The garden. Then the next verse says, Come on, read it together. Say it again. Is this cathedral? Is this cathedral? Okay, say it cathedral way. They are waiting for you now. <laughs> Stop. So, in pews of churches are many who have been cut off already. Let me say this to you. If this was a live flower, and I cut off this flower, and I show it to you, it still looks flower. It still looks fresh. It still looks everything that he was. But it's gone. In a short time, it will just be a loud noise without manifestation. Do you know there are many Christians that God has caught off, but they are binding the devil? If your character is disgraceful to God, your attitude is debased. Romans chapter one from verse chapter eight from verse one to verse ten applies. 
if you do not bear fruit, not fruits, okay, you are in the danger of being cut off by the Lord. There are many preachers today, cut off by the Lord. People who had great encounters of God before, now they are telling stories. They are telling cock and boo stories. Every day they see a new revelation. Anywhere they see anything, they think about how they can use it to make money and manipulate. I was in Nigeria. Some ministers cried when the righteous is buying jets over the church filled with poor people. Bishop, General Vasia, buying jet. When a man of God in Nigeria uses Rolls Royce, you tell me, tell me, tell me, does Rolls Royce company have a, a, a garage in Nigeria? Rolls Royce will be flown to the Rolls Royce for repair. No engineer who is not Rolls Royce can touch Rolls Royce in the service. So, which means that they will use the church money to fly that car out of that place. They will put jets in a, you don't pack jet in a car park. You pack it in the airport, in the hangar, and it costs you money to service it. You don't repair jet with, with roadside mechanic. They are trained men who will charge a lot of money. There is no fuel, gas station to, to fuel your, your, your jet. You use a very fuel. These things cost a lot of money. <coughs> I can understand how a person who is truly still in the vine can buy jet. Oh, someone says they need it. Lie over lie. All is lie. I know a man in the book of Acts chapter 8. When he needed to travel to a place and time was gone, he disappeared. Where are they today? Where are they today? I can't understand how a man who... An ordinary man who is not born again, but he has compassion for humanity, cannot have a charge over people... And all of us put our money in the same purse. And then you go and buy a jet where people who can't afford one meal will come to the church. And you say you are praying for them. They brought the money to the foot of apostles. They distributed it. Let me say something to you. Many have been cut off. Watch them. It's all stories. Old stories. Old stories. Angel, they don't see. Heaven, they can't go. Encounters they do not have. They do not have experiences to share with people, with the divine God. Crowd go there. I told you the day my message changes, if you remain, your blood is not on my head. But if the devil thinks it will change, I have preached the same message for 36 years. It did not change. Listen to me, therefore. If a vine does not, a brand does not abide in the vine, it cannot bear fruit. I tell you, I told you yesterday, I don't have money. Okay? I'm not suffering. Because you can't have a people like this as your members and you suffer. What I mean is that you may not see me among those they, they put in the record book of money that he watched. 10 billion, he watched 10 million, he watched 50 million. You may not see me there. I don't have that to boost. I may not be among those they say, ah, he is the most learned. Here is the learned over there. Okay? But I have something that I cherish much. I know how to please God, I know how to serve God. I can lead you to the way of the Father. 
where you can see angels, where you can see heaven. Where God can entrust in your hand what will happen in your city, in your country as he has done to me. Before they take effect. Before they happen. I have spoken to the house of laws. Told them this thing is going to happen in England. At the time I told them, a professor in, in Oxford wrote me and said that, what do you mean? There cannot be famine. I said, it's coming. It's coming. There is a Jesus who knows everything. And he ordained you for a purpose. You are bigger than what you are. You are more than what you are. Allow God. Those of you who follow me, you know, when we tell you in this church that you see some people, you see their choir milled with earrings and they are born again. Dreadlocks, they are born again. And someone says that, where do you draw the line? Ah, your heart is the line. If you are born again, Nobody needs to tell you sin. You know that is sin. I would get that. We have people in this church who were who prostitutes and they are now born again. Can they continue to dress the way they used to dress? Somebody was brought to my meeting by a man from Italy, you know, who, who went to pay for her to come and do prostitution in England. They, they, after staying for a while, the woman woke up one day and said, I want to go to a church. After we have committed sin, we need to go and repent. The man said, there's a church in New Cross, and he brought that woman to me in New Cross. The woman sat with the man. As I was preaching, suddenly the Holy Spirit said, that woman who is a prostitute here, she was roasting on her chair. Any church that does not happen is not a church. It's not a church. It is a club. The woman was shaken. And I told her, God give you the last chance to be born again. When I gave out her call. People came out. She was in their midst. She came to tell me. She told that man that, did you hear what that pastor? I tell you that we want to come to church. You brought me here. I'm not going home with you. The one man said, I paid for it. He said, your money finished. I don't want money anymore. In the church, they were both arguing at the back. I didn't know. Because the Lord has spoken and he has moved on. And the woman said, I'm like, the man said, when you suffer, you look for me. The woman said, I will not suffer. The woman left the man to go. She doesn't know anywhere to go. She doesn't have a place to go. God separated hell from heaven in the church. Separated demons from angels. The woman said, say, well, Jesus, I've accepted you now. You will take care of me. She got up at the end of the service, and one of her childhood friends was in the service. He called her by name. She looked. Who, is, who knows me here? It is me. Ah, they jumped and they hugged themselves. He said, why are you here? Where are you? Where have you been all these years? And that child friend has a, ha- a house established. She said, dear, do you know something? Ha, this is what brought me here. I'm a professional. But now, I repent. I accept Jesus Christ. He said, but I was just saying, I don't know where to go. He said, where, you don't know where to go. Follow me home. The woman born again all these prostitutes dressing, she couldn't do it. She hated her former way. That is salvation. And she changed completely. That is salvation. She's going out to preach to others. That is salvation. She uses her past to tell them, do you know who I was? 
If Jesus can change me, he can change you. That is salvation. Come on, man. Jesus says, every tree, every branch that does not bear fruit, he cuts away. The fruit is like Jesus. And he says, but thank God for Jesus, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. If you can make up your mind, we agree, I will not put Jesus to shame anymore in my life. I will not do something that people will say that, boy, he called himself a Christian. In any decision I will make in life, I will consider Christ first. How will Christ react? How will Christ decide? And that is what I will eventually decide. Even when I say no, and I reconsider, I say, oh, well, for the Lord's sake, I will. Do you know that that is what has wrecked many families, people married, and, you know, there's a question about uh, divorce in the church. I'm going to deal with it. God hid divorce. Full stop. God didn't, he didn't polish it. He said, I hate divorce. Full stop. And then he said, I hate a man covering himself with violence. Malachi chapter 2, verse 14. Full stop. Because people are making blunders, who come to church doesn't mean you should follow them. Look, where all of us are here today, you don't know where anybody went in the midnight. There are people in England, okay, who when they sleep, they go somewhere else. I'm not talking about black people, I'm talking about whites. The first church I passed through, they are all whites. And the first person that I prayed for who was a witch was a white witch from Brighton. In Oliver Baptist Church. So as you have black witch, you have white witch. They are all witches. We see our faces. We don't know what is inside anybody. So when you find people in church who behave anyhow, who do anyhow, don't follow them. A Muslim girl who wear hijab, cut off her head, she will still wear her hijab. Why can't she be proud of yourself? A Christian. Why can't you be the model? And a standard of reference for good. Why can't you be like Jesus in everything? Think like Jesus in everything. Consider his death in everything. Before you ask, you don't own yourself, my friend. Plus, people who are reckless, they are the ones going for deliverance all over the whole place. They are liars, not born again. If you do not follow the vine, <sighs> my Bible is upstairs. It is a danger. I don't want anyone who listens to my voice on Act 1 to be unsuccessful in this world. Okay? And I don't want any one of you to die thinking you are going to heaven and find yourself in another place. You must abide in the vine to bear fruits of the vine. When you cut off a branch, it still has some fruits and a kind of appearance of life but it dries so gradually any one of you here who used to say in your life i will not take nonsense you better repent because if you always say that god will make sure satan give you nonsense all your life every day he will give you nonsense i will together now a child of god don't say things like that someone says i will not take it again from you you have to Put on the cap of long suffering sometime. When you are provoked, decide not to be angry. Don't speak at the time of provocation. Be calm so that you can think right. 
You cannot continue to act and think and speak and then blame yourself for what you have said and what you have done because you are very quick to answer. Learn to allow people to offend you and make sure their offense does not change who you are. Learn to allow people to insult you but make sure their insult does not change your own tongue. Are you understanding what I'm telling you? Second Corinthians 11.3 applies. Don't go there. Write it down. Devil deceived, as devil deceived Eve, he is deceiving Christians today. Do not allow what people are to influence you unless if what they are is Christ-like. I think I spent more than my time allotted to you here. Yet, I haven't even got to the core of what I want to teach you. We will have a journey to go this month. Either you like it or not, you must prosper. If you come into this church, by force, you must know God. By force, you must prosper. By force, you must live godly. Are we together now? Are we together now? Say to me, I love my pastor. I'm looking at your mouth. Say to me, I love my pastor. I love you too. Let's stand up together. You are going to hold hands with somebody. And we pray for ourselves that God should help us. Alright? That God help my sister beside me. Help my, my brother beside me. Give us strength to obey you. Give us strength to abide in you. Shall we just begin to pray? Give us strength to bear fruits. Tell the Lord. If you are watching me at home, just hold hands and do the same thing. This journey is not an easy road. Unless Jesus helps us, We could easily be influenced, especially by people that we look up to, that we think that they are ahead of us in faith, but they have derailed. We can easily commit, copy their conduct, which is misconduct before God, and their errors. Let us ask God, help our hearts, help our minds. Hey, Lord Jesus. Help us not to be deceived by Lucifer. Oh, my king. Let's ask God for mercy. Let's ask God for grace. Oh Lord, we ask you. Let's ask God for strength. 
the strength of heaven for every marriage for every relationship god is the author of relationship satan is the one that puts apart relationship he says i wish above all things that you will be of good health and you will prosper as your soul your intellect your mind prospers Cleanse our mind, O God. Oh, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Lord, I pray for everyone under my voice. And those who are listening to us right now in India. From the Himalayas, from Chandigarh, from Orisha, from the Punjabis, from Africa in various countries, from Australia, from America. Lord, I pray thee, let the hand of mercy of God be stretched over his people. May the veil that the devil has placed over the church be taken away. Oh Lord, our longing soul have cried. When really did this church of the living God, the Pentecostal movement begin to derail? But Lord, now they have gone too far from the rail. That many people who joined over the past 20 years do not know the true God. Because they joined a fallen church. So, Lord, it is a very hard thing to, for the voice of truth to be heard. Very challenging for a man to still stand by the truth and not defile himself. But unless the Lord build the house, the laborers build in vain. May you stretch your hand to your elect on earth. By a mighty powerful hand, deliver them from the claws of the lions. Break the power and the foothold of deception. Let people begin to receive revelation in their sleep by the ministry of angels, directing them to where on earth the truth is spoken. Let the places of lie and deception be emptied. May their place another take in the name of the Lord of hosts. May hunger come into the heart of God's elect. May power be released upon the feeble and the elect of God on earth. That they will enjoy the privilege of heaven one more time. Let the Spirit of God spread all over. Even from this month of April, that we will see the transformation in the heart of men and revival of our God and King. We bless you, Lord. We glorify your holy name. We thank you so much, O God. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. With uplifted hands, I will just take this song. 